Good morning, Stony Brook. Welcome to worship on this first Sunday in Lent. We are so glad that you are here. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey, and I bring you greetings on behalf of our preacher of the day, Pastor Mary Jo Yakel, along with Pastor Bob Thomas, our pastor emeritus, who continues to enjoy some well-deserved time away. Today, our online host is Ben Lilly, our Director of Youth Ministries. Feel free to drop a note in the comment section, and Ben will be happy to assist you or greet you this morning if you are worshiping on Facebook or on YouTube. And we'd love to know who is in worship with us today. If you could take a moment to click on the Connect card that you will find on both YouTube and Facebook. It will take you directly to our online connection card and you can uh, let us know that you are worshiping with us today as well as share any prayer uh, concerns or joys that you have that we can either share with our church community, uh, with our staff or with the pastoral team. On this first Sunday in Lent, we begin our journey uh, through Paul's letter to the Philippians where we are going to be reminded of God's goodness and joy, even in the midst of life's difficulties. As a church, we want to put this concept into practice throughout this Lenten season, and you will be learning of some opportunities to bless our community throughout Lent. Uh, one opportunity that we have is to bless others by donating toilet paper. Our partner pantries are always in need of toilet paper as it's in high demand. And as our partners have taught us, individuals are not able to use funds from government assistance programs to buy toilet paper. And so our neighbors go to our, our partner pantries in order to find toilet paper and other paper goods that they cannot buy with the government assistance. So you are invited to bring in toilet paper as we bless our community in that way. Another opportunity to bless our community is to write some handwritten letters of encouragement to our Gahanna teachers. Emily Keener, our Director of Outreach and Missions, has developed a system for you to sign up to write a letter or two to one of our teachers uh, throughout Lent. You will be able to find all of the information on this process in our weekly electronic newsletter, uh, or you can go to our website, stonybrook.church, to find more information. Ben is also going to drop a link down in the comments section. You can simply click on that to receive more information as well. It is always good for us to be Jesus for our community and spread some joy and encouragement throughout this season. At this time, I invite you to quiet your hearts and your minds as the prelude prepares us for worship.
Will you join me in a spirit of prayer? In comparison with this big world, the human heart is only a small thing. Though the world is so large, it is utterly unable to satisfy this tiny heart. The ever-growing soul and its capacity to be satisfied only in the infinite God. As water is restless until it reaches its level, so the soul has not peace until it rests in God. Amen. This morning we hold Pastor Lou and her entire family in our hearts and prayers at the passing of Craig last night. We thank our God that in this time of pandemic, Craig's family was able to come and see him and love him and say goodbye. As is the human condition, we are filled with both sorrow in our loss and joy in Craig's reunion with our Christ. Will you join me in a spirit of prayer? God of grief and God of joy, as we journey toward the cross this Lenten season, we give thanks for the ways that you name us and call us yours. We give thanks for your servant Paul, who loved you and loved his communities. We thank you for the ways lessons have been preserved for us to learn from and to integrate into our lives. We thank you for always being present, for your continual guidance and your unconditional love. We are complex creatures, O oh God, for even in the midst of our gratitude, we are uncomfortable and restless and anxious and depressed and angry and exhausted. We want our lives to be different. We want the pain of the pandemic to stop. We want to control what is out of our control. Help us, O oh God, to release all of this. And as we release it, we commend our hurting hearts to you. We hurt for our loved ones who are ill. We grieve as we say goodbye. Our souls are heavy from the weight of the psychological toll from the pandemic. We feel helpless as we watch in horror the ramifications from the lack of power in Texas. 
We have no idea what to do when we see the violent unrest in Myanmar. We commend all of this to you, O God, and all of the things that weigh deep in our hearts. Soften us, soften our hearts, so that we can always see the world through the eyes of compassion and are always ready to respond in love. Calm our anxiety so that we can see you clearly. Help us. Show us what is already there. Open our eyes to see the joy present in the midst of the challenges. May each of us be awakened to your goodness, which is always surrounding us, just waiting to be discovered. We pray all of this in the name of the one who offers us joy eternal. And now join our voices together, praying the prayer that he taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
And the people said, Amen. Blessings. Thank you, my sisters. For some reason, the mics were absolutely tuned that I could hear everything. It was wonderful. It is the privilege of the people of God to attend to the scriptures as we do continue and start our work together in the letter to the Philippians. Cruising around the internet, I saw it referred to as the joy book. I can't think of a better way to take a year that's topsy-turvy and claim Lent for joy. Let me remind you that if you like Hebrew, you know that every word grows out of a three-letter verb. The three-letter verb that joy grows out of is to brighten. May our work together brighten your lives and those whom you live with. Would you hear these words from the letter to the Philippians in the first chapter, the first 11 verses? Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am of confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to thank this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness. How, long for, how I long for all of you with the passion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you to determine what is best, so that in the day of Jesus, you may be pure and blameless, having produced the fruits of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, for the glory and praise of God. 
The word of the Lord for the people of God. Will you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servant speak to these, your beloved ones, who chose to gather, no matter what, in your name, and encourage and be encouraged to live in faith and love and hope. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and together we say, Amen. How fun a way to begin, full of hope and upliftedness, being named and claimed and a celebration to take time to reflect on Paul's reasons for thanks. Saying thank you is something that we are taught from day one. Now, what do you say, Mary Jo? Thank you. I have been well-trained up, and I confess that I've been known to look at some adults and say, now what do you say? Because there is a need to acknowledge that we exist. Many of you know that one of the pieces of my life is that my father is a United Methodist pastor. Not only that, but it evolved into what is called the role of a bishop. He spent 24 years as an active bishop. I was heading into the 10th grade when he was first elected, and I must tell you that sitting at the breakfast table, listening to the conversation of somebody who provides the supervision as a bishop is an adventure unto itself. I probably know more than I want to know about that office. So here is Paul at the very beginning of his letter, talking to and welcoming and making sure he's got the attention of the bishops and the deacons, you know, people with titles, Pastor Jennifer. In another translation, the word supervisors and servants, choir members, we are servants of the Lord. In another translation, they call them overseers. And for some reason, I can't quite get my head around that word, and deacons. So what we're honoring is that, you know, since the beginning of our Christian faith, we have had people with specific jobs of shepherding. Part of my journey, along with many my age, is to walk alongside my parents. Six and a half years ago, my mother died on Ash Wednesday morning, and on Easter Sunday, my dad asked if it would be all right if he moved from Pennsylvania to Ohio. Needless to say, my sister and I, without really thinking the consequences through, said yes. And we've been living in that great relationship since then. Our reality has been to walk with my dad as he moves into the ever-changing phases of Alzheimer's. This man, who at one point 
took a general conference session that had gone and gotten itself so lost in the weeds of Robert's rules that he came in and sat in the leadership chair with one bishop on this side of and one bishop on this side and took that 2,000-member group and move them out of the weeds and into the understanding of what it was that they needed to be doing. His mind is amazing. His mind is no longer like that. He is anxious when two people talk to him at the same time. He no longer understands that he was a bishop. When I went to him to tell him the story of being appointed to Stony Brook, he looked at me, and I realized he no, under, he no longer understood what I was talking about. My sister tells this story. One of the privileges of our technology is to FaceTime. And she had made arrangements to FaceTime with a dear, beloved man of God in upstate New York where Dad served for 12 years. And they connected. My sister reports that when Bob said to my dad, Joe, we did some good work together, tears came to his eyes and went down his face. And in that moment, he had a memory of a time in his life when he gave his all to the church to remember that we matter, to be reminded that we're cared for, Paul is reaching out to his beloved ones of Philippi and saying, I remember you. You matter to me. Faithfulness to this, giving thanks to this, is such a powerful part of the human existence. We can do this kind of work. I will call her Annabelle. Annabelle, when I met her, was in the wonderful age of a fourth grader. Annabelle was a part of a community that had known great poverty. And the church was the center of that whole community. Annabelle had red hair. Now, I, I know that sometimes we think red hair has a cause and effect factor. Annabelle is one of the reasons why we believe that. She was notorious. She stole from the church. She broke into the church. She never followed the rules. When she wasn't supposed to be there, she was. When she was supposed to be there, she wasn't. She vexed the soul of the staff. But I would offer to you that no matter what, Annabelle was loved at that church. One night it was my turn to make sure that she got home, and so dropping her off appropriately, she made some sarcastic remark, and I went to correct her, and she slammed the door and stormed off, and I just went, oh dear God, be with my sister. 
because it, she's making it really hard for me to hang in there. It wasn't long after that that I was appointed to a new church, and on my way I went, leaving Annabelle in the good hands of the church with all her anger included. She had good reason to be angry. If I told you some of the stories of her life, you would wonder why this child had any niceness in her at all. But every once in a while, a glimmer of it would show. But it didn't matter. That church belonged to Annabelle, and Annabelle belonged to that church. As you know, we have what's called the annual conference session. Once a year, we gather together on regular time and have conference. We talk and catch up and experience. At one of these annual conference sessions, down the aisle was a bouncing young woman. She was just in a great mood. You could tell she was happy as all get out. And all of a sudden, she slams on the brakes and stops and looks at me. Hello. Do you remember me? Well, I'm sorry, that's one of the hardest questions for me to contend with because I don't have a brain that holds everybody I've ever met. I said, please help me. And she said, do you remember a little girl with red hair who never did anything she was supposed to do at the church? And I went, hmm? I'm Annabelle. We hugged, it was laughter, it was joy. And she said, you are never going to believe it. And I said, tell me, what's going on with you? She goes, I'm a pastor's wife. And I didn't believe her. <laughs> because I couldn't fathom that rascally little girl who never had a nice thing, who broke every rule she could find, would be, well, maybe I could get to the pastor's wife part. I am the daughter of a pastor's wife. We caught up with each other. She told me her witness. She shared with me how it was that the faithfulness of a little church that would not let her go saved her for her future conversion. Sometimes we don't see the cause and effect of what we do. In fact, one of the great joys of our faith is that we don't need to see the cause and effect of our faithful behavior. Our job is to be faithful. God will take care of the rest. And so it is that we can stand with Paul who says, I give thanks. Now, I'm sure that there are some stories in this that we will never know, but, but we do have some in this letter that can bless us. One of the things that this early part of the letter talks about is starting good things and then being faithful to their completion. That's hard to do. 
getting all the way through, coming to the end. I remember being introduced to a whole ministry group of folk who said, we got tired of watching our old pastors who had been faithful all the days of their lives burn out, fry out, and abandon their call to ministry because they had just plain gotten tired. And so the battle cry went up, finish well. This work we do together is to help us finish well. I delight in the stories of the churches I've served. When I first started chronicling the different churches, I have a confession to you. I picked up the habit of my culture and listed the wars and the dissatisfactions and the hard edges of each church I served. When I walked into one, a woman at the intensity of her soul looked at me and said, you can't make me be a good United Methodist. I went, okay, this is going to be a fun appointment. And then, as I got older, I realized that if you mark the wars and the wrangling and the dissatisfaction, you miss the point. You miss the blessing. This is the same church that taught me that conducting the choir was a form of celebration and worship. This is the same congregation that taught me that when you open wide the doors, all the people of God matter in the way that they are blessed by God. Finishing well. This season of our life together as we come and see the glimmers that COVID is beginning to bow to the pressure that we've placed upon it, that the intelligence of human minds and the expertise of the science have brought their full weight to bear, and we are beginning to see the blessing of it, but we must finish this well so that we can come to the end of it with all of us present celebrating the household of God in power. And when, and when we stand with Paul, we will say, this is what I hold in my heart. All the Annabelles, all the places we've served, all the people of hope, so that the glory of God may get into tomorrow through us and with us. We shall finish well this day and all the days that God gives us. Brothers and sisters, as we come to the singing of a hymn, I thank the Lord for you. Let me share with you. I thank the Lord for you.
We give thanks for the way in which our congregation is privileged to serve the Lord every day. Your tithe, your gifts, your offerings are a part of that. I want you to know that in the year 2021, already there are 17 individuals, each having been received, been the recipients of a gift of a little over $400 each for rent, for utilities, and, and one we made a car payment for. You have made this possible by adding $4,165 to the Benevolence Fund. It joined a few other dollars from last year so that we could look at people in the face and say, you matter, I see you. As you give, may you remember that this is a part of the structure of our church, so that as we apply the muscle, the power, we can flex ourselves into ministry. It is a privilege to serve the Lord. I remind you that Paul says, pray like this, that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters, and so you will be sincere and blameless on the day of Christ. I pray that you will then be filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ in order to give glory and praise to God. And now let us join our voices together in Stony Brook's traditional sending out prayer. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Thank you. 